Hey, welcome to The Spirited Life, where I am working to take the woo out of the woo-woo and bring spirituality back down to earth. On this podcast, we talk about all things intuitive, intuitive development, psychic and mediumship understanding, mindset work, and of course, manifesting. I'm going to help you understand how to manifest the things that you want and stop manifesting the things that you don't. I'm going to teach you how your intuition works with you every single day, how you can tune into it and how to tune out of it. And for those of you that are wondering what it's like to be a medium or how to enhance your psychic gifts, I'm going to help you with that too. But I'm going to do it in a way that brings it all back down to earth. My mission is to help you live a more spirited life. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to The Spirited Life with me, your host, Ashley Strong from lightloveandspirit.com. I am a psychic medium, intuitive development teacher, mindset coach, and intuitive life coach. I am so happy to be here with you guys and pumped that I finally decided to do this podcast because, you guys, it is giving me life. I have spent the last six years, well, I guess it's like seven, because I am in my sixth year being full-time, so close to seven years blogging on my website about all things intuitive development, understanding your intuition, spirit guides, a psychic library, all the things that we're going to talk here on the podcast about, but I've spent the last close to seven years writing and I love writing. I really love it, but I have so much content on there that it's kind of like, it felt like something needed to shift or I needed to get it out there in a different way. And so here I am talking about all of those things because I love to, I literally, literally, literally love all things intuition. I love teaching about it. My heart just, oh my gosh, I can just, I just get pumped, right? Um, so today I want to talk to you guys for those of you who are really trying to understand what intuition is, if you have in a strong intuition, if you're trying to understand what intuition looks like for different people. Is it is it scary? Is it bad? Is it good? How do you use it? That's what I'm here for. And actually today's episode is gonna be kind of basic for most of the people who have been with me for a long time, but still stick around. You might hear something that sits with you a different way or that you you can be like, oh, you know, like this just happened to me yesterday, I can utilize that. Um, So today I wanna talk to you about the four main clairs. So there's a lot of intuitive development teachers out there that are really, really, really good at what they do. But I have found that there sometimes is a missing link between them and their students where the teacher's really, really good. They're really good at what they do. They're really good at channeling. They're really good at um, connecting. But there's something that happens in between communicating what they do and how they do it that their student is not connecting with. And then I find like the the students get frustrated with themselves. And um, actually, recently, um, I had someone talking to me in person about their intuition and how they've been working with this teacher at a local place. I will not name names. They've been working with this teacher and this teacher told her that 
She had given her all the exercises that she could. And because she couldn't see spirit, because the person that I was talking to could not see spirit, that there was something wrong with her and she was doing it wrong because she should be able to see. And you guys, this just kind of got my blood boiling because that is not true. And that's what I mean by there's some there's some kind of missing piece that I think not all intuitives understand. Like when I started doing this, I didn't understand how I was doing it or what I was doing. I just knew weird things happened and I kind of knew they could happen before that they happened or I would see things and I didn't know why. Um, And I didn't know what they were called and I didn't know how to use them or how to tune into them. And I think still some people, especially like the OG teachers, some of them don't always teach or know about the four main psychic abilities and how to utilize and tap into each one of them, right? Like when you have, when you're an artist, you don't always know how you know how to paint and draw and create. You just know how you do it. And that's fine. That's fine. You don't have to explain that to anybody, but there are, I believe for Everyone can tap into their intuition, but it's not going to look the same for everybody. Everybody should not be using the same tools to tap into their intuition because their intuitions speak to them differently. Does that make sense? So the four main clairs are going to be clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, and claircognizance. And so if you have a teacher trying to teach clairvoyance to a student who is primarily clairaudience, there's gonna be some frustration probably on both ends, right? So what I believe and what I know to be true, because I've been doing this for a really long time now, I've worked with thousands of people, is that as you start to develop your strongest intuitive abilities, the other ones will naturally start to enhance themselves. They will naturally start to grow. It's just like working out in the gym, right? Like you guys know I'm, I love the gym. I'm there all the time. Um, It's just like working out in the gym. If you're doing bicep curls, but your goal is to get a bigger butt, you're not going to get a bigger butt. You're doing the wrong exercise. But you also can't just spot train. Meaning if you are working out, your other muscles have to turn on. They're naturally going to get stronger as you do your workouts, your full body workouts right? So it's kind of the same thing with intuitive gifts. As you start to work on your strongest abilities, the other two are naturally going to follow suit. And so let's talk a little bit. I want to today spend this episode and in future episodes, I'm sure I will break down each of the clairs for you, but I can't give away too much because I have people that pay for my course and they've invested in themselves and coaching with me. So I can't give away all of my secrets because then my students might not be very happy with me, but I definitely wanna help you. I definitely wanna serve. So in future episodes, I'll probably go into a little bit on each of the individual clairs, but today I just wanna kind of cover the bases, help you understand your intuition, how it might've been showing up for you all these years, okay? So let's start with clairvoyance because that is the one that everybody knows about. That is the one that everybody talks about. And when you say clairvoyant, a lot of people automatically have this picture of a lady with a big crystal ball and her robes and her tarot cards and just the the typical psychic, 
right? And that's fine. There are those people out there. But clairvoyance doesn't always come through in the form of seeing dead people walking around everywhere. As a matter of fact, when I started doing this, I thought because I had this belief as well, and because of all the things that I had read on the internet that said many different things, we'll get into that story um, maybe later. But of all the things that I read, from my understanding, if I didn't see ghosts and dead people walking around everywhere, then I wasn't a medium. And I truly was, in fact, just crazy for thinking that I was. And here's the thing, you guys. When I was younger, when I was a kid, I actually did see things with my my physical eyes. Like, I would see people kind of, like, um, out of my peripheral moving in, in and out of doors. I would see people in my room when I was younger. I used to try to tell my mom, and she thought I was stalling, to go to bed. Um, I did see things. But as we grow older and we tell people about this or we hear people talk, we condition ourselves out of it. We condition ourselves to think we're crazy. We shut our senses down. And it's really important for those of you that are listening, if your kids come to you, because I was a psychic kid and because I think I do have two psychic kids, that when your kids come to you and they tell you that they're seeing things or they're hearing things or they're having really intense dreams, or they know things, it's really important not to discredit them. Because kids are a lot more open and available to seeing things than we are. And what I do with my own kids, and I'll do an episode on psychic kids one day too, but what I do with my own kids is I just listen. And I don't ask them any questions that could make them enhance their story, but I'm like, oh, and then what happened? And how did that make you feel? And what did you do? And what do you think that means? Okay, so we don't have to go into detail about, oh, you know, like, you know, make help them create a story, but we can certainly listen to them and not make them feel crazy so that they don't condition themselves out of it. Because it's 10 times harder learning how to do this as an adult than it is just being a kid and allowing it to naturally grow. Okay. So anyways, back to being clairvoyant. When I was a kid, I actually did see things. Now as an adult, I am really fucking glad that I do not see dead people walking everywhere because how inconvenient would that be, right? So the way that clairvoyance looks as an adult is very vivid dreams. Very, very, very vivid dreams. Um, Very vivid nightmares. I had very vivid nightmares until the day that I decided to figure out what was going on with me. Um, very vivid dreams, very vivid nightmares. Um, clairvoyant people often daydream. They often see, like if someone's talking to you, you might see their story kind of unfolding in your mind's eye, in your third eye. Clairvoyant people are usually very visual people, meaning they are more likely to draw or sketch things out or write them down to create a plan. Um, clairvoyant people love color, love aesthetics. They really appreciate, again, those visual things. Clairvoyant people also can see, air quotes, past people's, I was going to say past their bullshit, but really past what they want you to see. So if you're smiling and you're telling me you're, everything's okay, a clairvoyant person is going to see. They're not going to know how they see it. 
but they're going to see past that. They're going to see that something's wrong. Clairvoyant people are going to see when someone is not showing their true character. They're going to see when someone can't be trusted. Okay. It's like they, they can see it and that clairvoyant people might even say to you, no, I see this. I see this. I see this. And you're like, what are you talking about? What do you see? Um, but when you get into, and this is how it subtly shows up, right? This is how it shows up at work. This is how it shows up in friendships and relationships. Clairvoyant people see things often as well unfolding before they actually do. Sometimes they see visions and they're like, I don't know what this means. And I don't want to tell anybody because I think I'm crazy. And then that very thing will actually happen a couple days or a couple months down the road. Clairvoyant people have deja vu a lot. Um, or that, that can be a symptom. If you have deja vu a lot, that can be a sign that you are clairvoyant, okay? So this is how it shows up in our day-to-day, -day, usually when it's unmanaged and we don't know what it is. Um, clairvoyant people also will see colors in their meditation. Um, colors when they close their eyes, shapes when they close their eyes, faces when they close their eyes, images, movie-like scenes when they close their eyes. Um, and all of this can happen even before you've decided or know or even embrace the concept that you could be an intuitive person. Now, when you have embraced that or you decided or you know that you're a psychic or you're a medium or you're highly intuitive, clairvoyance can start to look like you see images and weird scenes and things unfold during your meditations. If you are someone who does Reiki or massage or works closely with people, even, you know, if you are in the healthcare industry and you're working closely with people and you have a tendency to see internally, usually, um, other people around them or, you know, you see colors around them, that those are all signs that you're clairvoyant and that your gifts are trying to pop through to give you a message. Oh, and another one that my guides just reminded me of is seeing flashes of color or flickers of light that other people don't see or even like movement out of your peripheral. All of these things are good, you guys. There's nothing bad. There's nothing scary about this. Um, it's just your guides, your angels, your spirit team letting you know that they're there. Now, oftentimes we can see shadows. We can feel uneasy, but that is going to be a sign that you need to tap into your intuition, not a sign that you need to avoid it because as you avoid it, it will grow. What we resist persists, right? And so as you decide to tune into it, you learn how to set your boundaries. You learn who your spirit guides are and how to work with them. You learn how fucking beautiful this is when you choose to tap into it. But coming from me and me spending, you know, 20 something years with anxiety and depression because of my intuition, I can tell you, the more you try to avoid this, the, the more consuming, I guess it can become when you decide to tap into it and you decide to accept it, it becomes fun and flowy and beautiful and useful above all, right? So clairvoyance doesn't look how we think that it does or how we are taught or how the media tells us that it is. Clairvoyance is a subtle seeing. Clairvoyance is clear seeing. It's getting clarity. It's seeing truly beautiful images, truly beautiful colors when you close your eyes. It's not necessarily seeing dead people and ghosts walking around everywhere, though 
you know, it can be. Um, okay, so that's clairvoyance. So if you checked off, I'd say like more than four or five of those, then congratulations, you're probably clairvoyant. And so clairaudience. So my two strongest were and still are clairaudience and clairvoyance. Clairaudience is clear hearing. Um, people who are clairaudient have a tendency to talk to themselves a lot. Like there is a lot of internal conversation. Some of us talk to ourselves externally. There's someone in my family who does this and she cracks me up. Um, always talk to themselves out loud. Um, clairaudient people hear noises, thumps, clicks, even music. Um, that can sound like really far away that other people don't hear. Clairaudient people will often hear their name or like wake up or as they're falling asleep, kind of be jolted because they'll hear like it, what feels like another person's conversation. Um, Clairaudient people really, really, this is funny because clairaudient people love, love, love the music that they love but any kind of noises that they don't love or align with can be incredibly overwhelming. Um, for me, and I have one of my colleagues, um, you guys might've heard of her, Sarah Petruno. We always like send memes and stuff back and forth on Instagram. And we were talking recently about how being clairaudient is and, and empathic and just it can really apply to a lot of the different clairs but for for us clara audience can be incredibly overwhelming when you are in a room with multiple people like i call it sensory overload because even when you know like the kids are crying and the music's on and my husband's trying to talk to me like i just can't deal and when i'm in a room like let's say it's a party or a holiday setting or something like that and i'm trying to focus on one conversation it's really hard for me to focus on one conversation because naturally my my clear audience expands and i will tune into all of them unintentionally and it becomes very overwhelming so for those of us that are clairaudient, what we the sounds that we love, we absolutely love. The sounds that we don't love, they're just like it can be a full body like tension, like get me out of here situation. And that's why learning how again, your intuition is incredibly like learning how to tune into your intuition is incredibly beneficial because when I am overwhelmed like this, usually it's because I didn't take the time to ground. Usually it's because I didn't set my boundaries. Usually it's because I forgot to kind of like tone, turn my intuition down, which you can do. Um, and I turn it up when I'm doing client sessions or readings. Um, but having those tools in your back pocket and being able to excuse yourself for a minute to go like reset your boundaries and stuff is just it's invaluable um because it just it makes socializing a lot easier and this doesn't happen for everyone but i would say to be honest with you the more that i have tuned into my intuition the more that i have a tendency to feel and hear and take on all of that energy. So the more important it is for me to do my boundary work, right? So clairaudient people will receive messages by way of words and, you know, whole messages that we hear internally, sometimes externally. I still hear things externally quite often. Um, though when I am 
doing my sessions or channeling for someone, I receive those messages internally. Um, and so my job as the medium or as the coach or as the, the channel is to be kind of a translator for those in spirit. And so this is something that a lot of clairaudient people do, and they don't even realize they're doing it. I did this my whole life and didn't realize that I was doing it until I started doing this work. And that is we channel for people all of the time. If you are someone that everybody flocks to or all of your friends flock to because you always have the advice for them, you don't know where the hell this advice came from, you might not even remember everything that you just said, that is a clear telltale sign that you were channeling. If people come to you and you have the advice and the wisdom for them that is either beyond your years or things that you've never even dealt with or things that you have dealt with, but you don't remember exactly what you said and where that advice came from, like people say you have a way with words or you have a, you have a way of helping them or strangers come up and dump all of their family drama on you, then you, my friend, are probably clairaudient. And what happens is, Souls know other souls. People don't necessarily know other people, but a soul in need can find a soul that can heal in a sea of a thousand people. That just is how it is. Our souls recognize each other. Our souls speak. We are all energy and we are always exchanging energy. And so if you have this beautiful healing light or this beautiful healing energy that somebody in need can feel, they're gonna be pulled to you somehow. And it's a really beautiful thing, but it can also be a really exhausting, overwhelming thing. I used to have people do it to me all the time, like just come come up to me and just give me their problems or you know, tell me all these things and I wanted to help, so I would. And I didn't know why I was so exhausted afterwards. And I was exhausted because I was channeling for them. I was tuning into my intuition. I was having literally their higher self or their spirit team speaking through me saying exactly what they needed to say and I had no idea and so as I learned how to manage my energy and tune in and tune out and realize when it was happening like things got a whole lot easier right and now I do it when I want to and now I say like hey you know like I know how to pull myself out of those situations when I start feeling my energy being tugged on so clear audience is to me, because it is my primary clear, the easiest one to utilize, because once I learned when it was happening, I'm like, oh, okay, like, I can get some really good information here. I can help this person a lot. I can tune into their higher self and I can tell them exactly what they need. Or it could be like, whoa, like this, this person's pulling at my energy. I'm already exhausted. I'm already not feeling good. Like I need to disconnect. Um, it's really easy for me to get messages. And so when, when I started doing my mediumship work, I would get a little message, give a little message, get a little message, give a little message because I was working as a translator, right? And I, I still am. But now I do a lot more channeling because I've been doing it for so long that now it's just easy for me to learn that I learned how to tune into when I was channeling and just like allow it to flow through. And I can get so much information so quickly in just a matter of minutes because I make myself available for that. And again, it's nothing scary. It's nothing 
bad. It's nothing evil. It's all incredibly beautiful. It's all in the light. It's all for healing purposes. It's all very sacred because we learn to do the work to where we block out. We don't accept anything that's not for our best and highest good, right? And so if you're someone that is like always giving advice or people are always coming to you for advice or strangers are always dumping their problems on you, and this can even look like you running into negative and grumpy strangers a lot, like a lot more than most people, because again, like you, you attract those that need healing, right? So when you learn how to set your boundaries and tune into your intuition, then that stuff stops happening so often, I promise. Um, okay, so we did clear audience, we did clairvoyance. Um, let's do clairsentience. So sir, clairsentience is, I believe, one that, I mean, we all have it. We're all energetic beings. We can all feel when they're, most people <laughs> who have some kind of awareness can feel when they walk into a room and it has a heavy energy, like there's just been an argument in there. Or you can walk into a room and feel like it's a good, positive space. My house, when I walked in in the front door, I knew that it was our house. It looked nothing like what I wanted, like at all. But there was such a good vibe. And I had said, like, I want to buy a house from people that are in love. Um, I heard Louise Hay say that once. And that was the mantra that I adopted. And we went into so many houses and I felt gross, icky, even though they were beautiful. And I walked into this house and it was not the most beautiful and I felt such a good vibe. And so clairsentience is clear feeling. Clairsentient people are very empathic people, like extremely, extremely, extremely empathic people where they are the sponges. They are the ones sometimes, um, well, very often actually, unmanaged clairsentient empathic people will get sick a lot. Like they will, um, they'll get little colds or little flus or just have weird things going on in their bodies because they take on so much energy from other people and they don't know that they're doing it or they don't know how to get rid of it, like how to clear it out. It's so important that as intuitive people, we are constantly checking in with our energy, clearing our energy. And it's simple, you know, like one thing that I do is I just say, you know, God's angels universe, please take anything from my energy that is not serving me. I choose to let it go. Now I choose to release anything that's not mine. Um, clairsentient people often will, what was that word? Often will feel a shift in their moods and not know why. Like you may be incredibly happy one minute and then you're angry the next minute after talking to somebody or interacting with somebody. Clairsentient people know when people are lying and they know when people are telling the truth. Clairsentient people can sense someone's character all day long. Um, and they know, like they they feel the red flags bef miles before anybody sees them, right? Unless they're with a clairvoyant friend. Um, clairsentient people feel a lot with their gut in their stomach. You know how they say your stomach acts as a second brain or a second mind. Clairsentient people have that times like a thousand where they'll get really good feelings. They'll get really sick feelings. They will get a feeling in their gut that lets them know, you know, this situation is good for you. I have to get out of this situation. Clairsentient people feel they don't know 
always what they're feeling, why they're feeling it, but they feel and they feel deeply. And the way that this translates into utilizing it with your intuition is let's say, you know, like the situation of buying a house or a job or a coworker or hiring or your business. Clear sentience is, oh my God, it's so important with business. And there have been so many times where I will be honest with you, I didn't listen to mine because there was something I wanted to do or something an expert told me that I should do. And so I went against my clairsentience. I went against my gut and I did it anyways. And then it backfired. So clairsentience is a great tool. It can tell you who should and should not be in your energy. Kids are really good at clairsentience. Um, Kids are really good at clairsentience. They're really good about telling you whether they use their words or they just show it about who they like and who they don't like in their energy, right? And we should always, always, always listen to our kids um, when they do that. My mom was not the best about that, you know, and I think that was just our generation of like, hey, go give so-and-so a hug. I don't want to. I don't feel comfortable. Go give so-and-so a hug. You know, I think we've all, we've maybe all been there. Um, If you haven't, you're very lucky. But one thing I really try to do is listen to my kids, whether it's their energy, their vibration, or their actual words about who and what situations make them comfortable or uncomfortable. Um, Okay, so there's a ton more. You guys, I have so many articles on each of the Claire's and and how to tune into your intuition. And again, my intuitive development course goes into each and every one of these in full and complete detail, how to use it, how to tap into it, how to tune it down, how to turn it down and how to turn it up. So how to strengthen and enhance it and how to turn it down a little bit when it's being giving you too much, when you're receiving too much energy. Um, There's so much in the intuitive development course. I think there's over 40 videos, like full length, tons and tons and tons of information um, and plus a few bonus courses. So make sure you go in and look at that course. Um, So the last one that we're going to talk about today, and there's a couple other ones, but these are the main ones. The last one we're going to talk about today is claircognizance, which is clear knowing. Claircognizance are the people that are like, oh my God, am I, like, do I have um, ESP? I I just know things. I know things all the time. I know what people are thinking. I know what's going to happen. I like, I predicted this. I don't know how I did this. I'm starting to freak myself out. Am I crazy? Those are your claircognizant people. Claircognizant people differ from clairsentient people in that they, and they, how do I say this? So people often confuse claircognizance and clairsentience because they are very similar. But people also confuse claircognizance with clairaudience because claircognizant people are like, I don't know where this information just came from, but I I think maybe I heard it. I don't know. I don't remember hearing it. I just got it. And that is because they're actually receiving downloads, like airdrops. They're just like getting information. They have it. They know it. They don't know where it came from. So that's one thing that I teach people is how to really differentiate between you know, claircognizance and the other clairs, because it can be a little confusing. Claircognizant people may not be the best with directions. And I use myself as an example. I'm terrible with directions, but I'm really good about being like, okay, where do I need to turn? And then feeling in my body or feeling in my knower, (laughs) um, 
where I need to turn or what I need to do or if I need to keep going. You guys, I have been lost literally in the middle of nowhere in South Carolina, middle of nowhere with no GPS and a screaming baby in the backseat and somehow using my intuition. Like I fully, I was like, all right, guys, angels, higher selves, everybody, I need your help. Like we, we are super truly lost. Help me, help me, help me. I got us back on the road that I needed to be on um, using my clear cognizance, using my intuition. It, it really comes in handy. I can't stress that enough. Um, so clear cognizance is a clear knowing. It's knowing what is right for you, knowing what is wrong for you, knowing what's about to happen, knowing that you need to go visit this person, knowing that something good or bad is about to happen. It's a knowing that you cannot explain to anybody why you know it, but you trust it. And you have to trust it because if you don't trust it, sometimes it will make you feel physically ill, right? And if you're claircognizant, then you know that feeling. And so what I want to leave you guys with today is there, as you can hear, there are so many different ways. And I kind of focused on how it shows up in our day-to-day lives versus if you have a, you know, a spiritual business, um, you can always reach out to me for help with that um, as well. But I wanted to focus on everybody because I like to bring spirituality back down to earth. I like to take the woo-woo out of this. I want to show you how you can utilize your intuition every single day in every single thing that you do. I talk to my guides. I talk to my higher self all the time. I ask them what I need to eat sometimes. <laughs> like I really, really do. Um, your intuition is everything. Everything. I just, um, I don't remember if I said this in another episode or not, but I was talking to someone in the gym and he's like, hey, what do you do? And I'm like, well, I'm, uh, uh, you know, usually I, I'm not afraid to tell people I'm a medium, but I don't usually lead with that. But I'm like, well, I do like some, and he stopped me and he goes, just out with it already. And I was like, okay, I'm an intuitive development teacher and a mindset coach. And he's like, that's cool as shit. That he's like, intuition is everything. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? He's like, well, I have, he told me he runs like a really, 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 really big company. They make like millions of dollars a week not a month, not a year, a week. And he told me his company and he said, I hire teachers like you to come in and teach my business development team all about their intuition because your intuition is everything. Your intuition and your emotional intelligence is everything. He said, if you don't have that, you have nothing. And he said, you can be the smartest guy in the room, but if you're not willing to tune into your intuition, you don't have much of a way of connecting with people or knowing what's right for you. And that really stuck with me. If you saw my email a few weeks ago, like I needed that. It actually pushed me to start doing this podcast. Um, Like I really needed it. And it's just nice, you guys, to know like that it's okay to return to this. There's nothing bad or wrong or it, it, there's nothing evil or whatever all the different things are about tapping into your intuition. Your intuition is your spirit. Your intuition is who you are. It's beautiful. It's light. It's love. It's everything. It's I, oh, I just love it. Um, but that's your intuition. And it shows up in every, every day, in everything that you do. It can really help you get closer to your partner. It can help you have stronger relationships with friends, with your kids, 
can help you in your business. It can teach you a lot about yourself and how to accept yourself. Without my intuition, I would have never known who I am. And I mean that not in what I do or my career or being a mom. I mean it as like, I didn't know myself before I started doing this. I didn't truly know what I liked or what I wanted to even wear or who or how I wanted to be. I just did what I thought I was supposed to do and what was trendy or what my friends were doing or what would make me normal. And now I know who I am and I listen to my body when something isn't right for me. And it just, it just changed my life. So I hope this has helped you a little bit to understand who you are, how your intuition speaks to you. And if you want to know more about how to strengthen your intuition, then let me help you. Lightloveandspirit.com. I do private coaching. I have so many courses. And if you're not sure where to get started, shoot me an email, ashley at lightloveandspirit.com. Love you so much. Working with my intuition has changed my life and it is so much fun, but it's definitely been a journey. I get people asking me all the time how I got to where I am, how I knew how to trust, how I let go of that fear, and how I learned how to embrace my intuition while also learning how to manage it so it didn't control my days. And I am happy to tell you that I have the Intuitive Development and Progression Program. It's over 40 videos includes how to work with each of the individual clairs, plus how to manage them as well so they're not taking over your days. Empaths, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So if you guys are interested in learning how to develop your intuition on a way that works for you and that you can embrace throughout each and every day and carry into readings or more psychic development work if that's your jam, please join me in the Intuitive Development and Progression course. Today I have a 25% off code for you and that code is IDP. 25. Just enter it at checkout and you're going to get a pretty big discount, 25% on the intuitive development and progression course. Again, that code is IDP25. I promise you it will change your life. Thank you for hanging out with me on the Spirited Life podcast. It was so good to be here with you today, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Remember, if you're craving more on spirituality, intuitive development, mediumship, or just really understanding who you are on an energetic level, please check me out at lightloveandspirit.com. It is your go-to resource for all things spirituality, mindset, and intuitive understanding. And remember, if you're ready to tap into your intuition, join me in the Intuitive Development and Progression Program. This program has over 40 videos, multiple bonus courses, and you get a complimentary coaching call with me. It dives into all the different clairs, how to work with them, how to manage them, how to tune in and out of them, how to work with your spirit guides, and so much more. And if you're beyond that, if you already understand all of that, how to tune into your intuition and how to manage it, then I invite you to check out Mediumship Diving Deeper, where you can learn how to utilize your gifts and actually start getting those evidential messages that make clear sense for you or for other people. 
And remember, intuitive development isn't just for the person that wants to become a psychic or a medium or thinks that they have gifts. We are all intuitive beings. We are all energetic beings, which means we all have the ability to tap into this at any given time. The difference is we don't all receive in the same way, which is why the intuitive development course breaks it down into clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, and claircognizance. So that yes, you can utilize your intuition to tap into spirit, or receive messages, but really your intuition can be utilized throughout each and every single day, whether it's in your career, your relationships, your interactions, or the choices that you get to make. So with that, I am out and I hope you all have the most beautiful day. I love you. Bye.